How you doing? I slept 16 hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Are you feeling refreshed or just more tired? No, just more tired. <laughs> it's always the way. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm great. We're in the middle of summer down here in Florida. <laughs> yeah, is it nice and toasty? Yeah, it's, you know, getting up around 90. Jesus. Yeah. Woohoo. But, I mean, normally you have like a spring type, like, season a little bit seems more than like you have had I don't know it's weird it's just very weird down here because <laughs> it's been been like 66 overnight and then it gradually heats up to to boiling hot yeah I remember those days it's kind of like this, what it's like here right now. But I mean, most of the, most of the country's getting snow, like Southern California. So I know, right. You know, for what it's worth. Although I will say if, if you can deal with cold and snow, I was looking at places that will pay you to move there. Mm, and okay. Sweden will pay you to move to Sweden. Things are really freaking expensive in Sweden. Well, it's not America, though. Well, yeah. It's like they give you like 60 grand to move there. That doesn't go far. Well, if you were to move somewhere here, they wouldn't give you that kind of money. Well, they would, but it'd be some like backwater town (laughs) in Texas where there's a, you know, a cult leader on a campus somewhere. There was a... um, I think it was a Greek island will pay your your living expenses for the first couple of years if you move there. Huh. And there's only a couple of hundred people on the island. Oh, is that the island from Mamma Mia? No, I don't know. You got to take the bus there? And visit, <laughs> I mean, not the bus, the boat and the visit boat? Meryl Streep? Maybe. Figure out which one of her ex-boyfriends is the kid's mother? <laughs> Isn't it Bronson Pinchot? No. What? Um, Pierce, uh, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Bronson Pinchot. That's a different kind of movie. <laughs> I knew it was something like that. <laughs> Look, my dyslexia gets the better of me. All right. What can I tell you? So, yeah, if you, if you want to move somewhere, th- there are places that will pay you. All you right. Necessarily I'll, have to start over. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean... I know that the, the goal is like private island, but yeah, you know, whatever. We'll see. 
Yeah, I don't definitely want to live here much longer. Mm, yeah, I'm I'm waiting for the book burnings to start. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got it really bad. Like, mm-hmm. like you're in the land of hell. It's Nazi America. <laughs> uh, yeah, between him and that nitwit in Congress that's trying to get Kyle Rittenhouse a medal. Yeah. I just don't fucking get this place anymore. No, it's pretty pathetic. I mean, shouldn't shouldn't we be saying to all those people, like, look, either love it or leave it. Like, this is the way it is. Right. So if you don't like it, get the fuck out. This is America, damn it. Yeah. This is our country. Yeah, ooh wee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what a mess. Yeah. God bless America. America. Oh, DeSantis signs a bill that gives him more control over Disney. Yeah, and I heard they gave him an axe. That's like, you mean in the head? (laughs) Not so lucky. You know, doesn't he understand that like everything that got him elected about um you know keeping keeping certain opinions down is exactly what he's doing mhm like he he's turned into what he wanted to fight and i guess he just doesn't fucking care no he's so arrogant he's never going to become president though Oh, please. I hope so. I don't think that he's got the charisma to stand up in a in a um, debate and fucking look decent to the voters. Yeah, but and he's got a, a, a following among a bunch of racist Christian assholes. So oh. who knows? He assigned a GOP donor and a woman from Mothers of Liberty to the Reedy Creek executive board. Jesus. Anyway. What a fucking piece of shit. Mm hmm. Oh, man. And now they're saying that the COVID virus quite possibly was created in a lab. I saw that. So, you know, it'll all be over soon. I mean, the world is just about dead anyway. I mean, is it going to be nuclear winter or is it just going to be like the core explodes like the Death Star? (laughs) I mean, I think we're looking at like zombies. I think I think we're going to come up with something like, you know, there'll be something like in The Last of Us where there's some weird mutation that just takes you over and that's it. Yeah. There'll be a few hundred, you know, people left crowded into these little small areas and then fascism will rear its ugly head once again. And you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Have you started watching Carnival Row yet? I haven't. That's the next thing on my list. Okay. Since since you mentioned fascism. Oh, is that like a thing in? Yeah, there are there are things happening. Oh, okay. That are 
very relevant to today's society. Oh, so they're like transposing what's going on now into like the fairy world? I, I, yeah. 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 Okay. It's it's the fairies versus the humans and Orlando Bloom is a half blood, so he's in between and <laughs> you know, there's you know, what happens when a uh, a human falls in love with a with a fae. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Nice. Yeah, I yeah. I like the first season. I just haven't gotten around. I always forget that there's stuff on Amazon. Yeah. To be quite honest, like that's always the last last service that I go to, and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, all this shit's on here, and then I forget about it again. Well, you're paying 500 bucks a year for it you may as well use it <laughs> yeah now that fucking shipping isn't two days anymore yeah and even when they say it's two days it's not two days yeah i don't get it i i, I don't understand what i'm paying for then your your three months of amazon music <laughs> yeah something like that which i've never taking advantage of no and you know i got one of those emails once of like hey you're not using photo storage and if if you download the app and and upload just one photo we'll give you like a 15 dollar credit on your like in your amazon account so i was like well fuck it okay 15 bucks is fine so i did it and downloaded it and they never gave me my fucking 15 bucks bastards yeah so fuck them this is why people pirate. Yeah. <laughs> what a mess. Yeah. Down with the aristocracy. <laughs> I swear to God, you put a put a guillotine in front of every major office building. <laughs> that would increase morale by quite a bit. You think so? Yeah. Or would they start beheading the workers? And like, like then, you know, you think you have a problem with people working at fucking McDonald's now. Right. Then nobody's going to want to work there. Well, I mean, there are restaurants around me that don't have the damn drive throughs open because they don't have enough people. Yep. It's like I was, I was craving an Asiago bagel this morning from Panera and I pulled in. It's like the goddamn drive through was closed. I had to go in the building. Man. <laughs> See, that's weird because here they'll they'll open the drive through and close the inside. See, that would make more sense to me. It, you would think. Yes. Oh man. So I uh I saw the new Ant Man movie this week. Oh yeah? Yeah. You paid money for it? No. Oh, <laughs> Okay. And? Um, it's not good. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. It's, it's my favorite movie since Endgame, which is not saying a lot because all of the other movies that have come out have absolutely sucked with the exception of the Spider-Man movie. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I I should say since Spider-Man. Um, it's, it's a better, it's more fun than all the other ones. 
Um, okay. But Marvel, just like everything else, is now having to contend with not enough visual effects artists to get their work done. Mm-hmm. And this basically takes place almost entirely in CGI. Okay. Um, all of all of the quantum realm is CGI based. Um, I don't know how many actual sets they built, but not in like you can tell that a ton of it is CGI and all there's, there's a bunch of CGI characters and Marvel now has the reputation of not paying their CGI artists um, as much as other companies because they feel they're Marvel and you're going to work for us. Right. Um, for the honor of working on a Marvel movie. And with everybody spread thin, that's why things are getting pushed back. And like right. Mandalorian season three got pushed back to March is because they just didn't have anybody to work on the visual effects. So apparently they prioritized uh, the Black Panther sequel over Ant-Man. Which, uh, I could see that. Which makes sense because Black Panther is a bigger franchise. Yep. And so having to rebuild that franchise because their main actor died, I can see them putting time. But like even that movie, I watched that movie and I was like, meh. So... Um, one of the things that they did in Ant-Man was they brought the character, the Marvel character of Mordok to life. Yeah. Which if you know, the comic books is like a giant floating head. And there are parts in this movie where I swear to God, there is no three dimension to the face. Oh, really flat. It looks like they took, they, they took an orb in like Maya and then projected the face onto it. And so like the nose doesn't move right. And like, it's just bad. It's really bad. And I was like, this is why I don't pay to see Marvel movies anymore. Like I, wow. I I watch, I watch shitty versions of them so that I can kind of get an idea of, you know, cause I'm going to get spoiled on online anyway. And so then when they go to Disney Plus, that's when I like sit down and really watch them. But I don't know if I'll ever watch this movie again. Like it was, it was better than Love and Thunder. Okay. It was better than the the Eternals. Well, which again, not a not a high bar to clear. A colostomy is better than the Eternals. <laughs> And I think if Paul Rudd was not Ant-Man, they would suffer greatly for it. Okay. I think he carries this movie um, and he's the reason to go see it if you're going to go see it in a theater. Everybody else is just kind of there for a paycheck, I think. Hmm. That's sad, but I mean, you kind of figured that was going to happen because, you know, like Paul Bettany's comment comments during uh, which movie wasn't he in? Oh, no, because he got killed off in Avengers Yeah, that, you know, he was losing that that extra Marvel residual check. 
<laughs> well, I just don't think. Look that that first couple of phases, that build up to Endgame, was an amazing feat for a movie company to do. Mm-hmm. It was never going to be sustainable, though. There's no way that they can keep that up because they just they don't have it in them anymore. All their right. major stars are are leaving, and it's like, you know, say what you want about Robert Downey Jr. wanting eighty million dollars to return, that might be a good bet for you because the last movie he made for you made a couple of billion dollars. Yep, and he's back. Okay, um, I didn't go anywhere. I know you, you left. I know. Um, you know, he, the last movie he made, made a couple of billion dollars. So like, right. Don't, don't like be like, oh, he's being greedy. Well, no, he knows his worth because he's watched what's happened since he's gone is like, well, if I'm going to come back, it's going to give you profits and I want a piece. Right. You know, you know, he's not going to go make more. Um, what was the God awful movie he did? Uh, Dr. Doolittle. Yes. Like they're not making any sequels to Dr. Doolittle. Well, and that's also because he and his wife bought the rights to it. Wasn't that the deal? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, it still ended up, didn't he like have his hand up the ass of like a digital dragon or something? Isn't that, uh, did you, did in Dr. Doolittle? Yeah. I don't know. I never saw it. Oh, okay. Um, Nobody can beat Rex Harrison. <laughs> no, not even um, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> uh, Doctor Doolittle Dragon scene. Yeah. Uh, what does he do? Uh. Does he? Where is it? Um. Yeah, he puts his hand up the ass of a dragon. Oh. And then pulls out like swords and shields and like like knights that he ate and stuff. Hmm. Okay. You know, he went from Iron Man to that. So, did he like climb into it? No, it's like you know, like like uh, Jim Carrey and As- <laughs> and Ace <Ace> Ventura, where <laughs> <laughs> he's in the fake rhinoceros. Yes, <laughs> and, he, and the air conditioner breaks, and yes. he gets undressed. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, and then the and then the dragon farts in his face. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's high quality. Yeah. Yeah, good times. So, yeah, I I I don't re- really recommend Ant-Man, although if you like Paul Rudd, I guess it's worth it. Okay. I mean, I'll wait till it's on Disney Plus. I don't have any yeah, don't go out. Intention of seeing it in a theater with people. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like people. 
Did you watch Picard? I did. Yeah. How'd you feel about uh, episode two? Um, I want to see where Amanda Plummer's character goes. Yeah, you didn't feel I, she was too over the top? Well, isn't everybody on that show? <laughs> <laughs> I like Worf. Yeah, I mean, it's gray hair. It's nice to see Worf back kicking ass. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently he is um, Rafi's handler. Yes. Um, he doesn't say anything. He just kicks a bunch of ass and then disappears. Right. Um, there's confirmation that the new character is Jack Crusher, who is Beverly and Jean-Luc's son. Oh, okay. Um, but he, so what was he doing with... Oh, no, Beverly is Gates McFadden. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. So apparently at some point after Star Trek Nemesis, they get together and he impregnates her and then she leaves and... I guess we still don't know whether or not he knew that it was his son or not. Oh. Um, so that that's interesting. Um, I do like the dynamics between him and Will Riker, though. Yeah. Like, I think I think they've been doing it for so long that they're like brothers. Mm-hmm. And it comes off on screen. And um, I was listening to a podcast with Jonathan Frakes on it and he some, the the host was asking him what it's like um to direct um Patrick Stewart and like the first question was do you have to call him Sir Patrick and Jonathan <laughs> was like no he actually doesn't he doesn't require you to call him Sir Patrick but apparently Ben Kingsley you have to call him Sir Ben Okay. Um, so, but he. Was, I'll remember that next time I next see time him. you see him. Yeah. Yes. Um, but he was saying that like they have such a shorthand because they've been working together for so long that he just has to look over and say Patrick, and then Patrick will look over and be like a little bit better this time. Like you want me to do this? And he was like, yeah. And then like they just go on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the host was asking about like, you know, Patrick Stewart's 82 years old. How does he learn lines and how does he like, you know, there's like 16 hour days. Like, how do you, how does he do that? And right. apparently what they've done for him being 82 is that he, he comes in early and they shoot a bunch of his stuff first. So he's done like by lunch. Okay. And then they go and they film all the other characters. And so he's not working 16 hours a day. Um, but he's, he's one of those actors that always knows his lines. It always has it. And it's just because he loves to act. Right. And I think it shows. And I think like, you know, Paramount went to him with the idea of Picard and he said, yeah, I'll do it. Cause I don't think he ever intended to be Jean-Luc Picard again. Right. And so, you know, he kind of just took it to heart and had that attitude of like, I'm going to give this all I can because this is what people know me for. Right. You know, that's why he keeps doing X-Men movies. You know, people know him as either Jean-Luc Picard or, or Charles Xavier. Right. So, you know, those are the things that he's leaning into now that he's in his 80s. Apparently he's going to be in um, Deadpool 3. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they told him to to keep his schedule open. Okay. 
so yeah, I I am still liking this season. Um, episode three and of last season was where it kind of fell apart. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this week it's not anything that will kill it. Hopefully. I wonder how Will Wheaton feels about there being another crusher. Crusher child. Crusher child. Yeah, because they. I mean, do they? Do you think the writers knew that they would be doing this in season three, and that's why they kind of got Wesley out of the way? Yeah, this apparently when they wrote season two, they wrote season three back to back. Oh. And so they knew what was going on going into it. And so there was a concerted effort to get rid of all of the Picard new cast members. Okay. And so they were like, look, the only two we're keeping is Rafi and seven and nine. Everybody else is going. So, you know, they do the thing with Girardi where she becomes the board queen. And then, um, the, the captain of the La Serena stays in the past and like they get rid of, the other android chick and like because they knew that in this season it was going to be the next the next generation cast Rafi and uh, seven and nine okay and so I think they went to Will Wheaton and said hey we're bringing everybody back and we're going to give you a cameo and that's it but you're going to get to keep doing the show the the uh, ready room show Right. Like you can still host that and you can still, you know, get paid for that. But like, you're not going to be in the show anymore. (laughs) Well, then it's surprising that he's not coming to Megacon. Yeah. I mean, um, I was listening to one of the many podcasts that I listened to with Will Wheaton because he has a new book out and, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard about his childhood, but no, he had a childhood that was very abusive from his mother and father. Really? His mother wanted to be an actress and could never land a part. And when Will started acting, she started making all of the, the decisions for him. Uh huh. Um, and like, he talks about like, he could never do anything right for his father. He had a brother that his father gave all of his love to and like acted like will was a, was an issue to the point where as an adult, will sat down and wrote this long email to them and said, this is what you've done to me. This is everything that I'm feeling that I don't feel like I can say to you. And they didn't answer his email for six months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And, and how did they respond? The the mother, from what I remember, the mother made it about her. Um, and the father said, your mother told me to email you. What, do you, what did you want to talk about? And it was like, so the father didn't even like write on his own accord. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's so fucked up, man. Wow. You can't choose your parents. 
No. And that's why he basically is like the next generation cast is my family. Right. So. Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, poor poor Will. So what did you watch this week? Uh, I finally watched Matilda. Yeah, what'd you think? I really liked it. Yeah. I liked Emma Thompson more than I thought I would. <laughs> um, the kids in the school were great. Yeah, it's it's done really well. I, I was disappointed that the two songs for Matilda's mother and father were cut. Oh, were they? Yeah, because in the stage show, uh, she's she's not feeling well and goes to her doctor, and the doctor's telling her that she's pregnant, and she's like, I can't be pregnant. I'm on my way to a ballroom dancing championship. <laughs> Just give me something to take care of this, and, you know. And then the father's song is about how anything of value is, only lear- is learned from uh, television. Oh, okay. So... You know, great parenting. Maybe, maybe those two actors weren't like great singers, so they decided to like, you know, cut them or something. Oh, could be. Yeah, could be. So yeah, I watched that. Yeah. And I watched the new David Harbor. We've got a ghost. Yeah, is that any good? No. <laughs> it there's there's some a couple of funny bits okay. but it's very much what if the ghostbusters were evil oh really so the the ghost in this these it, it's anthony mackie plays the father in this oh and he's got um two boys and his wife and they move into this old house that's supposedly haunted and the youngest kid befriends the ghost and um it's it's a little bit et it's a little bit frightener. And then there's these evil government officials, Tignataro and somebody else, who were once part of a secret government plan to eliminate ghosts. Okay. So they end up like kidnapping the ghost and trying to make it disappear. And also very weird that Tignataro was playing a woman. I don't know why I feel that's weird. Because I thought he was fighting so hard to be accepted as a male actor. Oh. I I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, he used to be a female. I thought... Okay. Maybe I just never... I always assumed that Tignataro was a lesbian. Uh, maybe. At one point, I guess. Now that now that he's a he. I see. I don't know. I always just assumed that Tignataro was a female comedian who was gay. No. Okay. Uh, see. Well, yes, gay, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. She I, gradually started being more and more male looking right well I mean Tignataro's on Star Trek Discovery right so you know I I've seen a bunch of Tig's work 
Um, you know, Tignataro was replaced. They did the replacement um, in the zombie movie Army, right? Whatever that was that that Zack Snyder did. Um, but I had always just assumed that Tig was a butch female lesbian. Um, because on Wikipedia they it's it still has it as her. I'm looking at that right now. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> it all confuses me. I mean, she's definitely butch. Like, there's nothing really feminine about her. Um... But it doesn't say anything. She had a double mastectomy due to cancer. Uh, After November 2014, shown in Philadelphia, she was hospitalized and required surgery. Oh, apparently she is not transgender. Oh, okay. And apparently she's very ticked off that people keep calling her (laughs) transgender. Okay. Okay. Well, we're setting the record straight. We we don't think you're transgender. She does have a wife. Yes. Okay. That I knew. Okay. Here we are educating people. Uh, educating ourselves. Mm, okay. Well, that's why she's playing a female. I guess. But wasn't she a male in the the zombie movie? No, I, I mean, guess, I guess an actor's an actor. Just, just a helicopter pilot. Oh, um, but you know, it's weird because there's a movie. Um, there's a guy Ritchie movie called The Gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's Matthew McConaughey and Charlie Hunnam, and um, there is an actor in that that plays a woman. Well, plays plays the daughter of, of one of their associates, but is a man in real life. Okay. That I guess is is transgender, but is playing a female in that role. So I it, I guess it does happen. I mean, I don't know if they're considered non-binary or whatever, but it's a it's a guy playing a girl's part. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Because like she quoted back in 2019, on t- she tweeted, I'm transgender and I'm sick of people asking me if I've gotten the surgery. I don't know what you think I have underneath my dress, but I'll tell you what I don't have. $100,000. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, I mean, as long as people are happy, who gives a fuck? Exactly. I mean, it really is nobody else's business. Yes. I'm trying to look up that other actor. Um, Eddie Redmayne? No. I don't know <laughs> if you've ever seen The Gentleman. Um, no. It's it's pretty good. I've, I've watched it a couple of times. I, I like it a lot. Um, Elliot Sumner. Um, he's an actor known for Ripley and the Gentleman and No Time to Die. 
and he in the gentleman he plays a woman although in okay. a lot of the other stuff he plays a guy so I don't know if it was just something that they decided to do oh no he played he played a woman in Stardust as well what's his name he must be transgender because in Stardust it's he's credited as Coco Sumner <laughs> uh, Elliot Sumner Elliot Sumner okay. E-L-I-O-T like Elliot Page I guess yeah uh, yeah I mean it doesn't really say anything on IMDB about it but okay but again if it's not hurting anybody who the fuck cares exactly as long as they're true to themselves. Bless you. Sorry. Science. Well, so, that's nice. Good for them. <laughs> so we have a ghost is not. No, I mean, the one thing that made me laugh out loud and it kind of gives the joke away before it even happens, but they, the Anthony Mackie posts video of the ghost online and then is kind of um, causing a viral sensation. So, like, people are, like, hanging out his, at his house. Okay. And there are all these strange people who have come to, you know, to meet the ghost. And they the wife comes home, slams the door shut, talks about all these weird people outside her house. And in the kitchen window is a guy dressed as Jesus. <laughs> as she sees him and goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so is this... And that was kind of about it. Is this a miss for Jennifer Coolidge? Um, She's not at her zany best. Okay. She's still very funny. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a a sweet movie you know they they solve david harbour's character's murder and um before he he passes over to the other side he ends up you know they they find the daughter and they they meet and you know she recognizes them as her father and it's kind of sweet but you know is what it is i'm looking at like the little looping thing on um, Netflix while we're talking mm-hmm. and there's there's something weird about the production value in it yeah I don't I don't know what it is it doesn't it's not very polished looking and I don't know if that's just because it's a Netflix thing or I mean, it seems to have yeah. a pretty decent cast, though. Right. Uh, so this director, come on, uh, directed Happy Death Day to You, Scouts Dot Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones, and Burning Palms. So, I mean, I didn't see Happy Death Day or Happy Death Day to you, so 
did something called Freaky. Yeah, I didn't see any of those. No. I don't know. Maybe it's the cameras they're using or something. I don't know. It just looks looks off. But I don't know. Did you watch uh, this week's Night Court? I did. I'm 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 about to give up. Are you? <clears throat> it's getting rough. Yeah. I mean, I really want to like it, and John Larroquette is great, but supporting cast isn't there. They're all like copies of characters who were in the original series. You know, yep. the the brassy black uh, bailiff, and yep. you know the hot but insecure um, attorney uh, district attorney district attorney that's yeah. what I was looking for yeah it's like really like the whole which one was this was this the one with the kids no that was last week this is where they okay. were stuck on the train oh yeah 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 <laughs> I mean it feels like a lot of it is they're trying to write scripts for the old cast Mm -hmm. and like they're thinking they're just picking up where like the last season ended. Right. And while that writing for Dan works, it doesn't work for anybody else. Right. And they need to figure out how to marry that together with like, like updated writing or something. Um, you know, I thought it was the fact that they weren't going through like all the zany, like people coming through the court, but it's something beyond that. It's now like they're, they're just not funny anymore. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. They still don't know what they're doing with her. No. And like, and that's really hurting them the most. I think like th- they've got Dan and Dan spent this entire episode trying to get a, um, a dinner reservation. Yes. Um, but then like they put in the two figure skaters mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, that's not really funny. No. And so what, like, I don't know. It's, it's just hard because like night court was one of my favorite shows growing up. Right. So the fact that they brought it back is great, but it's like, it's just not good. So I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, it's it's not doing well. <laughs> it's up in the ratings, though. Well, why do you think that is? Do you think people are, are still waiting for it to be funny? They think that it's going to happen soon? I think everything that I've seen online is the big bang audience has shifted to night court because of Bernadette and lots of times, um, you know, if you can carry that audience because they like who's in it, right. They're gonna, they're gonna tune in. I mean, 
the show has an average rating of 6.6 million viewers. Right. You know, that's that's huge for network TV now. You don't see any of the other like, you know, Magnum PI or like um Hawaii 50 or any of those other like reboots nearly came close to that. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Magnum PI pulled a, a cheers by now Magnum and um Higgins are in a relationship and they're trying to keep it secret and <laughs> but I still watch it. It's nice. All right, I disappeared again. Now I'm back. No? Oh, there we are. All right. I didn't hear you leave. Oh, well, I did. Uh, so, like, this article talks about how, like, while the original Murphy Brown was very much a creature of its time, the revival awkwardly tried to place the title character headfirst in the Trump-era culture wars, and it was canceled mm -hmm. after a single season. Yeah, I mean it 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 tried to be the same dynamic and most of the cast came back. Right. Except Phil the bartender died, so Tyne Daly was his sister Phyllis. Right. But I mean her son Avery who you know was from the original series is now grown up and he's also a, a a writer but he's more on the left and there's that kind of clash and mm. one episode they brought back uh, William Kimbrough as Jim Dial okay and he he wasn't doing well health wise and it kind of showed he was very stiff um. yeah it's kind of it was it, it, it could have been better I'm really worried about the Frasier reboot. Right, yeah. Especially since uh, Niles and Daphne aren't in it. His father's passed away. Oh, Niles and Daphne aren't in it? It's Not just what him? I heard. It's just him. Oh, Jesus. And I think he moves to Chicago. They need to make it dark and like he's a serial killer or something. Well, have you seen that that video on YouTube? No. <laughs> no there's Did, a, really? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, which is which I kind of thought was what they were going to go with. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was from earlier, or from early last year, maybe the summer. Look up tr Fraser trailer trailer twenty twenty two. Where he's like looking mean at the camera? Yes. Yes. I've wanted to talk to you about this all week, but Daphne. It's about your brother. What? I saved you. Resurrected you from the ashes. Those people would have killed you. Now you're gonna have to repay me that debt. But that's just
See, that's a show I would watch. Yeah. Frazier has left the building. Totally. They made <laughs> it like off the wall like that? Hell yeah. Uh-huh. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That's why they'll never do it. <laughs> well, John Larroquette apparently said that the the original show was kind of timeless because it wasn't topical. It wasn't stuck in the politics of the day. Or the moors of the, or the moors of the day, um, and so I think that's what they're trying to do here. Is they're they're not trying to, you know, stick anything of current events into it, right? And so maybe that's why it's, may, maybe people are like we're tired of all that shit. And we just want, I don't know, you know, nostalgia. We just want to laugh. We don't want to worry about politics and <laughs> egg shortages. Eggs have come down in price, though. So I've heard. Yeah, I bought I bought a dozen for like two and a half bucks. Oh wow! Yeah, I was really surprised. Okay. You know, I thought people would be hoarding them, but nope. Well, they're kind of hard to hoard. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Unless you make like a bunch of souffles and freeze them. <laughs> How long do uh, hard-boiled eggs last for? Uh, if you refrigerate, about them. as long as any cooked food you refrigerate. Maybe, I don't know, a couple weeks. Hard-boiled eggs last. Let's see. According to Google, seven days. Oh. And how how long do do raw eggs last? Uh, how long do eggs last in the fridge? Three to five weeks. Okay, good. <laughs> That's good to know. Because I couldn't find a six pack, so I had to buy a whole dozen last week. <laughs> I don't want them to go bad. It says most eggs are still safe to eat after five weeks, though their quality and freshness will likely begin to, to decline. Okay. So there you go. Don't boil them unless you're going to eat them. The more you know. But, I mean, there's a lot of countries that don't even refrigerate their eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, unrefrigerated eggs are good for only about 21 days. So about three weeks. That's, that's still three that's, weeks. That's still not bad. Yeah. I think I think I've been so brainwashed with like you got to keep them in the refrigerator that I don't know if I'd want to eat an egg that's been left out. Mhm. Mm That'd be weird. Right. Oh, now there's a zero calorie sweetener linked to heart attack. 
Stroke? Yeah, the the one I use. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> but, I mean, I have like one cup of coffee a day before I go to work. So no. it's not like I'm constantly taking it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you do everything in moderation. Right. It's not really going to affect you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're snorting it or anything. No. Late night at work, you're like, <laughs> what are you doing? Sniffing sweetener? <laughs> Leave me alone. <sighs> I'll just find some other sweetener to put in. Well, that's just it. There's, And it goes back to aspartame, which is even worse for you. Yeah. Well, something's going to kill you, you know. <laughs> well, right now I'd say it's the my allergies. Oh, yeah? Because everything's freaking blooming. Yeah, we've got a lot of pollen here, too. Everything is yellow outside. We had, we had like the pollen bloom and then it rained. So now there's big puddles of pollen Yellow. everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gross. But what are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Have you noticed that those one hit wonder commercials from the Super Bowl are popping up now? Like what? There's one with the guys from what? What does the fox say? And Kalis, my okay. milkshake. Okay. And and you know the two guys are just talking to each other. It's like ding 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 dong dong, and she's like, "You all talking about me?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. At least they they there weren't a one and done. No. It wasn't. And, you know, it's it's funny to see these obscure performers. Well, I mean, the what does the Fox say guys are huge over in whatever country they're from. It was just the American audience didn't know about them until what does the Fox say came out. Right. Yelvis or whatever they're called. Il- yes. Yelvis. Yelvis. From Norway. Yeah. I did that weird song about Massachusetts. Yes. Where like all of a sudden it turns into like, like a gay song in the middle. Yes. And it's like, okay, sure. Their song about dubstep's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't really, uh, produced anything recently. No, I, after, after the Super Bowl stuff, I, uh, I guess because I had watched some of the, the commercials on YouTube, I got a bunch of, uh, suggestions and it was a bunch of their old stuff. And so I looked them up and like, I don't know what they've been doing, but they haven't been doing the songs that they used to. Right. Um, I guess it was all for their, the show that they had over in Norway. Okay. And then that show ended, so they haven't really done those types of things anymore. 
Which, I mean, they have one of the most popular videos ever on YouTube. You'd think that they'd like try to capitalize on it. Maybe they just don't have the money. Oh, they did a song called You're Fucked. <laughs> they did a song called Everybody Farts. Mm. Everybody does. And everybody poops. Everybody poops. Yeah, I mean, there the the Fox song has one point one billion views. Right. That's almost as many as we have. Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's very telling that the people that the page that their stuff is on is Discovery Plus Norge. Okay. Discovery Plus probably owns all the rights to this shit now, and they just, mm. you know, Discovery Plus is part of fucking HBO, and we know what HBO is doing with everything. So, and Warner Bros. Right. You know, take all the popular shit and get rid of it. They did something called Stories from Norway, Bieber Fever. That was like five years ago. They did a show called Big in Kyrgyzstan. They did a show called Swahili Wood. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find... What was the Their dubstep one is called Someone Like Me. Okay. Um but it's all about dubstep. And it's pretty funny. Well, I'm going to have to listen to some of these. <laughs> I mean, 1.1 billion views for what does the fox say is Mm -hmm. crazy. It's viral. It is. What was a bigger hit, that or Gangnam Style? Mm, Probably Gangnam Style, because Gangnam Style was on Christmas in Washington that year. (laughs) Was it really? Yeah, where Psy came out... And started singing. I don't remember what song it was, but it was like totally not Gangnam Style. And then he's like, "Oh, you know what we need? We need some Gangnam Style." And then he goes into his hit. His his official um, video for that has four point seven billion views. Yeah, that's because there's a lot of Asians. There's lots of (laughs) Asians, and they all live in the same house and hoard pizza boxes. (laughs) Oh, do they? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I mean the company that I worked for at the time did a Christmas video based on Gangnam Style uh huh I mean there's all kind of, like that was fucking everywhere and what happened to Sai where'd he go is he still around He's now the leader of North Korea. 
<laughs> oh, really? Psy Singer. Uh, he's now 45. Uh, I mean, he's still making music. He founded his own label called P Nation. P Nation? Yes, just the letter P. Okay. <laughs> uh, looks like he's producing a bunch of shit now. Although in well, good. April of last year, he released his ninth studio album. Wow, really? Yeah. Uh, the lead single, That That, featured Suga of BTS. Mmm another band I know nothing about and he did a he did a tour last year called Summer Swag 2022 and where did he tour it says a domestic tour of seven cities in in the country until August 20th I don't know what country that's supposed to be though Korea I mean, it seems like he's parlayed that into, um, you know, quite the career. No, good for him. Uh, in 2022, he moved back to South Korea to start a record label located in Gangnam. He lives north of the river. Oh, Gangnam's a place? Apparently so. In. <laughs> uh, Here's a weird thing. In 2001, he was arrested for smoking and possession of marijuana and was sentenced to 25 days in jail. As a result, Ooh. he was unable to attend his grandfather's to be at his grandfather's deathbed as he died of cancer or attend his funeral. He said I was very close to him. I was not there at his funeral. I will re regret that for the rest of my life. Wow. <clears throat> And then a year later, he was fined again for the weed, the ganja. Stay off drugs, kids. Just say no, or you'll end up like Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I'm kind of interested in that movie. Are you? Yeah. does star Carrie Russell and Ray Liotta. I mean, part of it is the fact that it's Ray Liotta's last movie. Um, but I just want to see the cocaine fueled bear. Right. I mean, I kind of feel like, you know, that might be worth it. What do you think their training process was for that? <laughs> just making the bear sniff a bunch of coke and see what it does. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do a double feature of Cocaine Bear and the Whale. <laughs> I'm going to do it animal themed. Two vastly different movies, but whatever. It's a mashup. Yeah. Cocaine Whale? Wait, no.
That's crazy. That is a shitload of views for one video. There's something called a channel called Crazy Frog. And they did Axel F. Okay. Yes, yes. And they have I remember that. 3.7 billion views as well. It's annoying as fuck. Just telling you. Well, I mean... Yes, you're right. <laughs> is that the whole song, is that? Yep. Okay. Well, there, they got my view from me. And you just boosted their count. By one? Yes. Wouldn't it be it's crazy if it clicked over to 3.8 billion views? Yes. Like I was that one guy. Did you be the last one? Oh, that's so weird. Yes. Have you been watching Poker Face? Uh, I watched the racing one. Okay. Um, I think I I'm behind a week. I think there's one more. Yes, there's one more with Cherry Jones and Nick Nolte. That's really good. Okay. And Natasha Leone's character really has no reason to be in this one. <laughs> I mean, it's it's extremely. I was okay, so I was happy with the fact that the racing one didn't involve a murder. Yeah, like it was. Oh, well, it's attempted murder. It was attempted murder, but it didn't wind up somebody dying. Right. Which. I mean, you'd have to ask yourself, like, why is this shit following me? Mm-hmm. Because um, I, c- I couldn't imagine, like, everywhere you go, somebody died. That would just be, like, so fucking weird. Um, right. So I did like that. I, th- I thought, like, the the reasoning behind what she was doing and stuff, like, how she keeps getting a job in places with, like, no like, no background check or whatever. Right. Or being paid in cash or whatever. Like, that just blows my mind. But um, it's so well written that, like, it's all believable. Like, if you're going to if you're going to put the idea in your head that this person has this like sixth sense of she can tell when you're lying, then all of these situations suddenly make sense. Like like the thing with the race car driver where he's talking it through and she knows that he's lying. Right. And he's between her and the door and she's like, what do I do? Um, you know, it's just, it's just super well done. Even being, um, you know, what's his name? Who destroyed Palumbo. Star Wars? Oh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yes. So I'm I'm interested to see how they end the 
season and then what they do next season since I'm assuming they're going to wrap up the storyline. But if she's no longer being pursued. Right. Then why is she like, is she going to have to witness another thing and then be on the run again? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's very well done. Um, you know, I feel like it's better than it should be. Yeah. Like, I feel like the days of like the Columbo type show are over and then this comes along and it's like, Oh no, we can still do this. Right. Although in the, in the racing one, they didn't, did they do the thing? Well, I guess they didn't show um, Natasha's uh, character until after, like, the car runs into the wall. Right. Um, but it was more about the other characters in that time instead of hers. And she was just kind of, like, mm-hmm. floating in the background. Right. Which was different. I like that they're kind of messing with it a bit as they go. Yeah. Um, instead of like hitting a formula and just staying with it. You see uh, short round won the golden globe. I did. I wonder if he's going to get the Oscar. It would be great if he does. I think if he wins and Brendan Fraser wins, I think it's, I think it would be a huge boost because they are actually, um, super thankful for just being nominated. Right. And I think it would go a long way, which is why I think they will both will win because it's, it's good for Hollywood Mm -hmm. and Hollywood needs all the positive press they can get. And like, you know, if people are going to be tuning into the Oscars to see if they win, maybe the numbers go up. Who's the host this year? Do we know? Uh, I'm not sure. Oscar host. Hoist? No, host. 2023. It is Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, okay. So, okay. That might be okay. He's amusing. He is. And he gets under Trump's skin. So, you know. Maybe, Even better. Maybe his whole monologue will be political. It'll be great. And we'll probably see Matt Damon there. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not like the year that Seth MacFarlane did it and did the song about seeing people's boobs. Yeah. Or having... Was that the year that they had um, William Shatner on as Captain Kirk? Uh, I don't remember. Wasn't that a... William Shatner Oscar Kirk. Uh, it was in 2013. Um, yeah, it was with Seth MacFarlane. 
Okay. He appeared on screen as Kirk during Seth MacFarlane's opening bit. Oh, so the notion was that Kirk had traveled through time to save MacFarlane from the mistakes he was about to make, including doing a song called We Saw Your Boobs. So that's <laughs> what launched into the song. Oh, okay. <laughs> You think they paid Classy. Shatner for that? Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. I don't think he'd do anything for free. <laughs> Not even to be on the Oscars? Nah. I'm going to show up and you will pay me money. Now, maybe he would do the Grammys for free. If they let him sing. <laughs> let me do Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yes. That was such a weird thing of like people cutting records back then. Mm-hmm. Just any notoriety. Hey, okay, you're Spock. Let's do uh, If I Had a Hammer. Oh, Lorne Green from Bonanza. Uh, John Davidson. John Davidson? John Travolta? Yeah, John Travolta had a couple of albums. But he also sang in, like, movies and stuff, right? I mean, he was, he was, in, he sang in Greece and, um, did he sing in Rhinestone Cowboy? Or was he in uh, Rhinestone sure. Cowboy? Who? Travolta. No. Who was that? Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. That's what it was. Yeah. Holy shit, John Davidson looks like shit now. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Nimoy had an album. What? Muhammad Ali had an album. <laughs> Everybody had an album. It's just what you did. So weird. Sebastian Cabot doing like a Rolling Stone, Mr. French. <laughs> what was the one that Nimoy did? Was it the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins? Yes, that was one of them. Where he did, he like told the story of Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. or The Hobbit. But Shatner, I mean, Shatner didn't sing his songs. He just talked through them. Right. Which was amazing. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, you need to look up the opening of the AFI... Um, George Lucas George tribute. Lucas tribute, where he yep. sings My Way with Stormtroopers. That is fucking mm -hmm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But he kind of talks it there, too. Because that's what he does. Yeah. Denny Crane. I fart rainbows. <laughs> yes. That sounds like the perfect place to end. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. I can't top I fart rainbows. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>